Hey guys, it's Schmidt Sensations, and I have my friend Liam D on today. Liam, how are you doing? What is up, Schmidt? I'm doing well on this fine, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. So Liam and I came up with some more various topics because that is a uh, very appreciated episode topic um, on this podcast. So I'll get it started. What is your opinion on the theory of China creating the coronavirus as a communist weapon? <laughs> Starts off with an immediate banger of a question. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't I haven't really looked too far into it. Um, I know there are like a couple of stances on it. Uh, one being that it's totally fake. Like, of course, China would do this you know what i mean yeah like of course they would try to make this all up um i i don't i don't have a clear i don't have a like one opinion about it you know i'm not too strongly opinionated but i think that it could be totally possible that um just possible i'm not sure but if like we we have everything made in china like everything right Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't we get a virus engineered there you know i think it was it could have been their fault that they whoops did a whoopsie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and uh made it spread um because there's a whole thing about that like a lady working in the lab uh like released an animal in it you know there's so many different options that could have happened scenarios but i think it's a possibility I, i don't think it's sure but and, you know, of course, America um, would defend ourselves because we don't want to be liable. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, I don't completely trust our country to be 100% truthful. Like, you know, we're just we're, we have just um, as much incentive to survive as as China does. So what yeah. do you think? Um, I kind of agree with you. It's probably not true, but it could be possible for sure. I mean, this theory is mainly like from uh, big right wingers like Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh, uh, who kind of just do like clickbait type stuff. It seems on their you know talk shows and YouTube. Yeah. What um, What is the what? Sorry to cut you off. What is the actual like? What's the What's the theory? Uh, it's that they're the theory going that like maybe it was like created in a lab, and then that uh, like China didn't really do a good lockdown. And they kind of just let people travel and work and not really enforce it at all. That's kind of the theory. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I totally buy it. Just because. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really see any real reason uh, at the time right now. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I don't know, maybe if they were, like, really, like, they got new leadership and they really wanted to do stuff and take over, or, like, if they were starting to lose communist, you know, believers in China. Support. Yeah, and a lot. Well, I mean, a big theory is it's, you know, connected to Hong Kong and they needed to kind of, you know. Stop the protesters. Yeah, and they say, hey, this is virus, but. And we're going to make it a bad thing for you, but then we're going to come in and help you like we're the superhero. Uh, like, like also, the... on the flip side, 
of what that is, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, uh, I think like a crisis like this is just such a perfect um, vessel to, uh, or, like means of controlling people, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like such a perfect, like now you can't assemble with people. Like there's no free assembly because we're all trying to be uh, social distancing. Um, so like how to stop boat Beijing protesters. You just <laughs> say there's this killer virus out and uh, they're endangering everyone they know with it, you know, mm-hmm. if they, if they gather to protest. Yeah. So it's an easy way to shut someone up it without is. being a direct cause, mm-hmm. um, which leads into my next topic. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read a, uh, a little a little news headline that not many people know about. Uh, Shelley Luther, a Dallas hair salon owner who opened in violation of the governor's executive order, sentenced to seven days in jail for civil criminal contempt of court and fined $7,000 for opening her salon uh, during this, like, no small businesses can be open or inessential businesses. Um, what do you think about that? Ooh, I haven't heard of that. Um, and you're right. I don't think most people have heard of that. Where, where did you see that headline? Just on the news? Uh, CBS. Okay. 11. Yeah, because I haven't seen that any uh, social media or, or anything. Um, yeah. I mean... If she opened it up like it was a regular day without the virus stuff, I sort of kind of lean towards more. It, it's really tricky, but I mean, if she was only letting in one or two people at a time, and if they were social distancing and they were wearing masks while they were getting their hair done, I think mm. that's fine as long as you like, um, you know, make sure it's social distancing and not as many people are in uh, the store. Did they say that? Uh, did you see that in the headline or the article? If they, she she just got arrested after she opened it up, just like so, immediately, like doesn't matter how many people are in the store, pretty pretty much, yeah, because it was in violation of the governor's executive order. So, you know, I understand. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, I understand for her being punished for breaking the governor's rule, but like, I think that's a little excessive for what. Was it mm-hmm. a week in jail and then what seven thousand dollar fine? Yeah, that's, which that's and she's excessive. a salon worker, so seven thousand dollars. You know, I think that's a little, some that might seem. I think like, that's a little excessive. Yeah, considering sure. they like literally just opened and they. I mean, if they didn't, you know, say that she wasn't going to plan on having this X number of people in, I think that's a little unfair obviously if she was like letting you know 10 15 people into the store at the same time then you know there should be you know measures taken but i i think for, yeah like, but you open if you think about it like walmart is open yeah and you know how many people they're letting in there exactly. like you go into walmart it's like a normal day in there you know why can't i get my haircut if um yeah if, I think... if walmart's are just packed i think if you social distance let only a few people in at the t- same time enforced masks i'm fine with that i i think yeah i mean what there are 23 million people unemployed i mean that was of like three weeks ago so think of how many more now uh yeah yeah i think i think that's a little extreme to say oh you literally just opened 
seven days jail, $7,000 fine. That, that's a little mm-hmm. excessive. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's, uh, uh, what's your take? I think it's super goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think they didn't have a right to arrest her. I mean, like it's a governor's executive order, but just because the government is enforcing it, you know, should we it ask the question, like, should we be following all these executive orders, you know? Yeah. And uh, like, is it morally unjust to open her store? You know, like that's that's really what's kind of important. Um, and not just like on a legal standpoint, uh, but just like morally, because, you know, it's her business. It's her livelihood. Um, what else is she going to be doing? Like she's a salon worker, you know, yeah. what, what? what's her fallback job? I don't know. Exactly. Probably like she's just out of work. Like that's she's in a terrible predicament. Yeah. And um, so are a lot of people. But right. Yeah. I think there's been I think that could be used as an example of like a violation of like civil liberties that have been like occurring. Sure. And yeah. this time, um, I mean, obviously there's like a virus and disease, but like. I mean, people just go overboard, like, you know, 9-11 happened. Now suddenly we have max security all the time. Um, right. I mean, obviously it was smart to smart move to put that in airports, obviously. But now, you know, Homeland Security Act was what the next day or the next week was right. that was that uh, enacted. So I know. And uh, <laughs> like that, that quote from that one guy, <laughs> <laughs> just like the thought of how when a government um, starts a, what's it called? Like a temporary law, it's probably not going to be temporary. You know, mm-hmm. they're probably going to stick with it. Yeah. Because um, it's, you know, it's a step up for them in power. Yeah. And once they att- obtain that power, how are they going to, like, how are the people going to take it away from them? Mm-hmm. Or are we still clinging on to past fears? You know? Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, now let, let's switch up the topic from coronavirus. Let's give it a little switcheroo. All right. <laughs> Who is your favorite comedian? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like um. Is his name Bill Burr? Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. The yeah, Boston he's guy. super fun. Uh. Wait. <laughs> Who wait? Who is Bill Burr? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm getting the right name. But Bill Burr, he has the Boston accent. He used to have the red hair, and now he's bald. Um, he's been on like Conan, and he's hilarious on that. And he does a podcast. I think it's called like Monday Morning with Bill or whatever. He he was in a Breaking Bad. Uh, remember Huel? You you watch Breaking Bad, right? I've Breaking Bad. I've seen like five episodes and then it got too depressing oh <laughs> oh it's a great show but uh oh no it's it's really good yeah but he was oh i that. know bill but he was in he was in the star wars movie he was he was in the, the er, mandalorian the show the mandalorian, yeah, mandalorian for an episode yeah that was cool he was good in that i don't mean bill burr though he is really funny but that's <laughs> that's just not at all who i i just said i don't even know how i got his name in my head but he he is funny he, i don't think he's my favorite comedian okay i like dave Chappelle. Yeah, I mean, he's real funny. He's he's probably the best. Like, yeah, he, he may not be my like favorite, but he's definitely like the best comedian out there right I, now. Yeah, I like him because he like thinks about stuff, and he's really mm-hmm. um, like, <laughs> although like 
you know, you don't have to agree with what he's saying. I'm super happy that he's voicing his opinions on things that people are not uh, wanting to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Because it's too much of a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the guy. Who's the guy who does all the impressions? He's on SNL. Um, oh, uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, bro. That's my guy. That's He's my, funny. That's he was in a super bad. Like have you seen that? Uh, no. Oh, funniest movie ever. Super bad. Yeah. So. Have you, oh, I got a new show suggestion. Oh, let me hear it. Uh, Barry. It's called Barry. It's on with, with Bill Hader. With Bill Hader. Okay. Have you have you watched it? No. Uh is that on Netflix or Hulu? It's on it's it's on HBO, okay. but uh Hulu is like right now currently letting you watch like HBO shows, some of them for like a <laughs> period of time. So that's how I've been watching it. It's really good. It's cool. Pretty, I'm gonna it's get, like dark I'm going to get uh, Hulu, I think, pretty soon because I kind of ran out of things on Netflix. And I yeah. think Hulu is like six bucks a month for like, I, yeah. I, that's not that's not including the live TV or the sports. But like, mm-hmm. and I think they have like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, a ton <laughs> of comedies that I want to watch. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to get that soon. No, Hulu is definitely the move, especially yeah. like. With life, <laughs> we're doing like a promo for Hulu, especially yeah. live TV. <laughs> Get your favorite sports shows, movies, TV shows. It's great. It's an all-around mm-hmm. package, Schmidt. For real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one for you. Pet birds. Pet birds. Let's talk about them. Um, I've obviously never had one. I think I've only met one or two people with a pet bird um mm-hmm. and i think one of them was like freakishly loud yeah like they're I loud think, yeah and i haven't like seen one in years like i think i was like little and they may have been like my grandparents friends had one or i i i, I have no idea but i've definitely seen a few always grandparents just... friends with the with the pet birds <laughs> <laughs> the parakeet in the computer room screaming oh in, in a cage yeah and you just walk in there and you just see it and it's there <laughs> like what are you, you doing here yeah pet birds are strange because they're not like the um what we're accustomed to <laughs> as as pets like i don't know like you you wouldn't you'd be kind of off guard to like come up to it and pet it because yeah, you can't really pull <laughs> whack yeah I can't really pet i like <laughs> i like how they can go on your shoulder that's like like a pirate yeah no that's yeah that's the best thing about him yeah (laughs) you have a you have a guy who walks around your neighborhood with a pet bird on his shoulder who doesn't his name's larry uh (laughs) i mean i do is his name larry (laughs) (laughs) like i see him every so often it's awesome it's crazy it's wild it's nanners that is wild next topic schmidt um (laughs) Okay. Ooh. Opinions on stickers. Um I feel like we've shifted in time <laughs> to a, to an era where like the goal is to like if you get a skateboard or a Chromebook or like a whatever computer, whatever, <laughs> your goal is to like fill it with stickers. Like all the way. 
I, mm-hmm. is that is that new has have people always been doing that um, i feel like people would try to fill it with stickers without wanting to fill it with stickers themselves just because it's like the norm like oh i'm just gonna put stickers on it like all yeah. of it like fill with stickers i don't know yeah, i'm not, not really... a big sticker person yeah me neither um but definitely like on laptops um mm. there are just some people at school it's just plastered with like stickers from you know tv shows and celebrities i don't hate on that i just yeah, i just I don't hate like, on either people doing that it's more of a it's more of a trend than a yeah than a yeah a thing like they, it it's just like they don't it's they don't think twice about it mm-hmm. it's just like what you do when you get a chromebook <laughs> yeah i don't know um cool stickers are cool right schmidt obviously <laughs> Agree that's why right i call cool, cool stickers. stickers are cool yeah, yeah. like holographics shiny ones mm-hmm. Like ones you don't see that often. All right, next. <laughs> what am I? What am I saying? Um, I I got the I I got the next one. How about this? Chores and kids working is the topic. Like child labor. No, like, I mean you can like... go into that, but I think just like regular, okay. <laughs> just like humane work for kids. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I have to do chores. I've never gotten an allowance. Um, right. That's kind of my stand. Well, what What about you? Did you have to do chores? Did you get paid for them or no? No, 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 no. I don't, I've never had an allowance. Like, yeah, same. I mean, if I ask for money I yeah. or something, I can get it. But it's like, I never ask for money because it makes me feel weird, even though it's my <laughs> parents. I don't know. Um. But no, I think, I think there's a, a big issue with, uh, I don't know how recently it's been, but I've noticed a bunch of kids, um, like very seriously have, uh, they're just like internet kids. I know. <laughs> you know, they're just indoor internet kids these days. The Fortnite constantly and like, you know. I mean, without being a boomer, like, it's not always Fortnite. It's just, like, it's, like, a cultural shift to where, yeah, definitely. like, a girl will just be in her room all day and, like, taking pictures and running around and, like, <laughs> in her room, <laughs> in her area, just, like, like a pet rabbit in a cage, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. and uh, I feel, I feel like, and just, like, complaining about things just yeah for the hell of it just complaining mm-hmm. about things um i no i think that chores are like super healthy like i think chores should be like doctors should assign chores as prescriptions <laughs> sometimes i swear cuz like so many kids just don't have any chores and just don't and, have to do anything and just yeah get, get like get everything from the parents don't have to worry about anything and then they go to school yeah. Or they, they go into real life and they're screwed because they just never like, you know. I mean, it's 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 just not real life. Laundry. Yeah, it's because like your whole life when you're living on your own is work pretty much, you know. Yeah. It consumes your life so you have freedom. And when you're like growing up without any work, and I'm not talking about like a job. 
necessarily yeah. jobs are good but just like strictness and like being a uh like a, a tick-tocking gear in the family you know doing yard work raking like often um i feel like especially on daughters like we're i feel like in the i speak a lot without knowing for sure about things yeah. but <laughs> that's okay like i guess as long as i'm not being like offensive but i feel like um like in the olden day like our parents generation uh like for example my mom she did like the dishes in her family she was uh one of seven uh oh. like boys in her family she had one sister and then the rest were boys and like big family and she would do the dishes for like and then the boys would just run out and play and that is so much like i couldn't imagine that really happening now in a family yeah definitely i mean times and times not saying changed. that it that's good yeah uh, that she was doing the dishes the whole time um but it's it's just a it's just a change i think that, and then i feel like more now boys are uh less sheltered by the parents and are given work to do while the girls just kind of <laughs> like lounge around um I, I don't know I, I but just work is good for everyone and i think that without it it's kind of not good for you <laughs> yeah i talked a lot about that <laughs> what's um schmidt what's the next topic Hit the next topic for me let, let's go to a serious question about the future here so <laughs> in 30 years what do you think you'll be most scared about like cl- climate change nuclear warfare or like uh new technology none of them uh i think i mean of course like all of them but like that's not (laughs) (laughs) i don't think like any of those is like the first thing that would come to my mind i think right now i'm more worried about our government like the u.s um just like i'm just more afraid of the government getting more and more control over the people, I think. Uh, and and kind of spiraling downward. Um, and just like, like what will be the new America in, in the world, you know? Yeah. Uh, where like there is a lot of freedom. Um, and or if the whole world will be kind of like, monitored by the government and uh given all these restrictions and rules i think that's that's kind of my fear just the uncertainty of our uh nation how about you gotcha that's always kind of been like a fear and like especially like since after world war ii when we've started to become like you know a global powerhouse it's always Mm -hmm. just kind of like a fear of like what if we go like evil or big and bad, you know? I mean, I, like, I I haven't really had this fear before, except for like, kind of recently. But I feel like our, um, like the U.S. hasn't always been so, <laughs> hasn't really ever been just such a great um, country. Uh, not 
for the people, but just worldwide, you know, like we're not a, we're not a saint rescuing people from their, from their uh, distress, but um, more of a, yeah, we're just another country surviving and like working for money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Next topic, uh, Liam. Okay. My next topic is Twitter. Twitter. What do you I, about Twitter? I just got Twitter a few months ago. I rarely use it. I only follow 15, 20 people. I follow you, and some of your stuff is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Schmidt. But I, I'm just big on Instagram, and definitely the last six months, I've been using Snapchat a lot more. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I think Twitter's it's... like Twitter's like a weird in between uh-huh. of like inst- Instagram and Snapchat are like grouped together <laughs> to me, like they're yeah. the same type of thing. And then like Twitter's like the bridge in between those two and Facebook. You know that is so because I feel like Instagram and Snapchat is mainly for like teenagers and like mm-hmm. young adults, and then Twitter is like you know late 20s early 30s then facebook is like late 30s and early 40s you know yeah i i hope that facebook one day doesn't exist (laughs) it probably i mean nobody our age really uses it like i i don't have right i don't i don't really know anybody that has it yeah Um, unless you like as you grow up you just switch social medias until you get to facebook (laughs) that'd be kind of funny yeah. Like you grow into Facebook? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate Instagram, but I'm on it a little too much. Yeah. Like I'm on it and I don't know why I'm on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so terrible. Uh, do you have another topic, Schmidt? I do. Um, what is what the is most up? well-made movie you've ever seen? So... Uh, Recently, I just saw it's actually a play, but they made a movie of it, "The Death of a Salesman." I've heard Have of you, it. I haven't uh, heard of it. Seen the play or the movie? Yeah. So the movie's really good. It's really good. I think I suggest it. It's pretty. Um, it's a. It makes you think a lot, and it's the acting is great. It's with John. Oh, John Malkovich. He was really good in it. Uh, when he was when he was younger who else no who who else or what else has he been in because i haven't heard of him um i don't know i think you'll recognize him when you see him but he's a good actor he's he's older now malkovich it's like m-u-l i think john i'm gonna look him up too just (laughs) because i think i think i've seen him around stuff somewhere yeah oh it's mal yeah no he was he was a young guy in that movie it's really good um super super relatable (laughs) uh (laughs) uh uh, uh, i have i have a fun i have a fun one oh let me hear how would you live your life if money wasn't an issue and making money wasn't a priority so like you weren't driven towards money getting a lot of money i guess um, and you I, just have like a humble humble like, life 
like a mid like a middle like lower middle class probably uh amount of money and it just just it wasn't an issue in society yeah like you don't have to work <laughs> you can just do what you want and like um you have food on the table hmm. definitely like enjoy my youth and not stress about stuff if like money wasn't an issue that, that's a really really good question um I don't know, probably just, you know, working out, you know, doing <laughs> doing the stuff I like until, like, I'm older, yeah. and then I'll probably, like, you know, I don't know, do some kind of job when I'm older, and I can't, you know, be outside. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, it's like, oh, I don't have to work ever again? <laughs> I'm going to go work out! <laughs> well, I mean, like, you like know, immediately. you know, basketball, bike rides, I mean, stuff I've been doing in quarantine, basically, for, you know, outside yeah. stuff, but... Um, would you would you search for love, Schmidt? I would I would search for love, Liam. <laughs> nice, not nice. Uh, is that are we out of topics? I have one last one. Are are you out? Okay, I have one last one. All right, as well. I will I will say mine, and then you will say yours, and then we can wrap it up here. Um, okay, so the best and worst part about private school and public school. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want to go first and then I'll think. Yeah, as you talk. sure. Um, for private school, one part I really like, which is kind of like bogus and hard at the time was the grading scale. But I feel like now, um, like at public school, just that grading mm-hmm. scale and like, like the competition like at private school was really high and so i think that's like geared me to like work really hard in public school yeah uh-huh. um if the worst part about private school um we went, we went to a catholic private school and they would kind of just shove the religion down your throat at sometimes um mm-hmm. another worst part i mean it wasn't diverse at all um, and that's, that's probably like the best thing about public school is just like the variety of different people you get to meet. Um, yeah. so that'd be my answer for that one. Then the worst part of public school, just how many dumb people there are, especially in like our grade. I remember freshman year, we had that one, like <laughs> assembly. Dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're going to have dumb people in life, but like, remember freshman year, that assembly that we had for the freshman class. And it was like they told us like half our grade was failing, and like it was literally it was literally like five days. It was like before, a it was, it was like a little graduation for kids who made it to like freshman year. Or something. Yes, it was like finals were in five days, and they're like, "Hey, study!" And I'm like, "Well, if you're telling kids that have you know mostly D's and F's to study for finals, they probably aren't really going to." But that all was right, and then funny. Then they was literally crazy. made the kids walk up on the stage and shake the principal's hand because that was the only time they're going to like do that and walk across the stage. And oh. I think freshman year we had like <laughs> 380 students. Now we have like 330, 340 maybe. Yeah. We lost. We came from a wild freshman class. We did. Like we were like our we not <laughs> not from where Schmidt and I were from, but like our year, our 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 class year was infamous. I guess 
Yeah. Like I, I heard that the that Centennial, like Jefferson was warning Centennial about that that oh. exact like, art are great. Like I kid you not. Oh my god. Crazy. Um okay, so best worst thing about private. Um I think the best thing was that it, it kind of was also the worst thing at the same time. But the best thing was just how everyone like literally everyone in class was all uh was all on the same level of like they all viewed like getting your homework done as important yeah and um like you would literally be like shunned if you didn't do your homework you know <laughs> like people would just kind of look at you and and like 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 you'd hear a whisper like <laughs> oh he's so stupid <laughs> like i literally like i remember that so vividly but um that kind of trained me well for public school just getting my work like not thinking about my work and just doing it anyways because it was just the the status quo (laughs) um i think the worst thing uh was just like the culture it was so um like everyone was trying to fit in with everyone there were like it was very clicky yeah there were like very defined um classes of like kids like what group you belong to yeah uh and they're like there are even groups for kids who didn't belong and like there are groups for like the kids who did belong like the pot like there's so much politics of these little boy like kids and it was so infuriating and um especially like with girls like oh girls with that bro girls are the worst the with worst. that i swear yeah yeah well middle funny school girls like, are always the meanest but yeah girls are like if you get pretty then you're like you can be on pot you can be like um grade school you can just be ugly like ugly girl and you and like you won't have very many friends and then in high school like you glow up mm-hmm. and then they're like oh you're pretty become friends with us like literally <laughs> like girls are terrible for that like yeah that is i've seen that like I'm, that's not a that's not like a guess like that literally happens just mm-hmm. like solely on appearance and then just a little bit on how uh how like normal you act and like not normal but just like oh how like fake friendly you act to others and like how you talk oh it's so Oh, I just, that's like my least favorite thing. But that was big, and that was big at St. Matt's. Just be, like belonging to a group, it was terrible, for sure. For sure. Uh, public school, I like how open it is. Like you can really, like, I I'm like a part of so many friend groups at Centennial, just because of how large, like how much bigger it is. You know, I don't have to mm-hmm. be defined by a a group if i don't want to be um worst thing is just how it's so easy to like slip behind and 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 not do super well in school because how everyone is so like unmotivated and yeah. uh and that like kids just almost just don't like <laughs> like even me sometimes like we'll find any excuse not excuse but any like shortcut to do the least amount of work possible, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just, yeah.
one yesterday how they should make school more like a video game you know yeah. like in animal crossing all animal crossing is is just you doing a bunch of chores for people <laughs> like you're literally a, like a slave to all these town workers like town people and like why are people doing that <laughs> probably because they don't have chores at home but <laughs> uh but like but it's fun because it's like rewarding because and it's simple like if you do this work you get this back and i feel like in public school it's a it's really messy like if you do this homework assignment you're as like your mind goes only far enough to think like then i'll be good you know it doesn't think like if i do this homework assignment i'll get this much better of a grade and i can like finish a class this class with like an A, you yeah. know, it's all like misty and kind of a little confusing. And we just do the work because it's assigned to us. We don't know what we're, we don't really know why we're like doing it. We like great, the grading scale is like a little misty to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it is to like a bunch of people, especially those who like, I feel like it's worse for other people than it is for like all of our brains work different, so differently. And some people are very goal oriented and, and most people are not goal oriented. Yeah. So school is tricky in that, in that regard. Yeah, for sure. Want to, want to wrap it up with your uh, last topic? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really boring. Um, but my last topic is smartphones. Smartphones. I feel like I said that last time as a topic. You did? But I just, I, I, like, maybe, I think maybe I iPhones. Know, but... Oh, I said iPhones last time, didn't I? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. I just, one day I want to go to a flip phone. You, one, day. one day? Like what, like when you're one like day. a dad or like, and that's the dad thing or like. Maybe, maybe earlier. in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I feel like it would be really hard at first and then it would benefit my life. Because like finding girls first of all on social media is not um epic always yeah. it's not always epic like i feel like it'd be a lot better just in person yeah uh the first meeting like it would just gear everything up better and more natural and then also like but it's 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 interesting because the way things are now social media is like so important uh for a job and for like your career even yeah when it wasn't before you know so it's it's almost like (laughs) it's almost like like a real sacrifice you know of a of a of essential uh of a like a need giving up social media especially with lines of like it's like something essential that um i don't know it's like become a need like we create all these pro like so many people are creating problems just for us to um, fill the need with, you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> I, I'm not doing a good job of explaining yeah, what I'm thinking. I got you. It, it's more like natural yeah. without it. Yeah. And there's so many more problems today. Like before getting your iPhones, like, like screen, uh, <laughs> like fixed after it cracked was not even a problem and now it's a problem so there are people who want your money to like fix the problem you know we're just and even with tv 
Like, I don't know. They they find every way to like. Did you know that TV was once free because it had ads on it? I did it was not free. Know that. Like radio, like radio is free with ads. Now we have Sirius XM, which you have to pay for. And wait, don't you get ads on Sirius XM? Or I'm not, I'm not wrong? sure. I don't have it. Okay, I don't. I don't either. But and then we have cable, which we have so many. There's so many ads on cable, and people still pay, like a ridiculous amount of money a month for it with ads. When it used to be free, the ads paid for it and they're just finding more ways to get money from you. And it worked. So I don't know. It's, it's a little maddening. All right. That's, that's all I have to say. All right. Well, uh, this was <laughs> yeah. a great episode of Schmitty sensations. You can listen to me on Spotify so. and anchor. Um, thanks so much, Liam, for joining me for a yeah, part man. three of various topics. Of course. And happy birthday, Schmidt. Yes, it was yesterday. My birthday was yesterday. Thank you, Liam. My my absolute dog. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Talk to you later.